Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made, come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fake the Nation, episode 364. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, and where we fully recognize July 4th, Independence Day. I am your host, Nikin Farsad, and I'm taking a break. I hope you're taking a break, but do not worry because today we have a couple of excellent conversations in the vault that we have been just nurturing and keeping at like the perfect temperature, like a fine wine for you so that we can pop them open right now for your listening enjoyment. So first up, we've got Dean Edwards and Selena Kopic talking about a very healthy wedding. Check it out. And for this topic, we are joined by the incredible writer, comedian. Um, uh, she, she She's the creator of NYT Vows, which you can find on Instagram and Twitter. And it parodies the New York Times wedding section. And it's so hilarious. It is the wonderful Selena Kopic. Hello, Nagin. How are you doing? I am also joined by the incredible comedian. Um, you can see his show at the Soho Playhouse. It's Race the Movie, the Play at the Soho Playhouse. You can also see him being a comedian everywhere. It is the wonderful. Dean Edwards. What hey, up, Dean. Nagin? How, how you doing, girl? Oh, my God. I'm so excited to have you both on. And we are going to do a couple of, like, get this um, pieces from of culture. Uh, first up, there's a um, basically a, there's this 
this Dear Prudence letter that we read that I just couldn't help but share with you guys. So six weeks ago, my husband of almost three years took off. I came home from work to find him standing in the kitchen with a suitcase, saying that it was nothing personal, but he needed to get away for a while, and then he left. I didn't hear from him um, for five weeks. Okay, this is really weird because she thought that they were happy and, you know, and he didn't tell family or friends, so this was all really weird. Okay, she continues. He came back last Thursday. He refuses to answer any questions about where he was and what he was doing. He's also a little angry with me for involving our friends and family in his personal business. I'm torn between thinking that he has, that he was having some kind of crisis and thinking that he spent the last five and a half weeks with another woman. Now that he's home, he seems to want me to forget this ever happened and pick up right where we left off. I've told him that he needs to tell me what he's been up to and what he's done or he can leave again. He says he's not talking about it anymore and is not going anywhere. What should I do? Selena, oh my God, what should this poor woman do? Divorce this monster. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, this guy is an absolute sack of trash. Like, I mean, what? and what really rocks my world is that, so he disappears for six weeks, no questions allowed when he returns. Um, <laughs> and, and then also that he's mad at her. Like, I'm sorry, I know gaslighting gets thrown around a whole lot and everyone's forgotten yeah, what yeah. it means, but yeah. I think that disappearing and then returning and then being pissed at your long-suffering partner that she was like, I kind of asked people if they'd found your dead body. Like, I'm sorry, getting pissed at her, to me, that is cl- classic gaslighting. Like, give me yeah. a break. She is correct to have been worried, to have asked other people if they've seen him. Um, I-, I think somebody who does this, the cruelty I find astounding. I would astounding. be, I, I mean, there, yeah. was, there's no coming back from this. I would walk away immediately. I mean, what did he really do that was so, now I'm just playing. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, counterpoint, no. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, you know what, this this dude, the, honestly, as as you're saying this, I'm like, I, I know who he voted for. Cause <laughs> I, could, I could see him saying fake news, fake news, I wasn't. <sighs> I, I wasn't, you're thinking that I was going five weeks, but it wasn't five weeks. I, I, I have so many questions. Number one, did he pack five weeks worth of underwear? You know? um, Probably not, because he, he's a disgusting monster. Right. Yeah. Did he bring five pair and he washed them every few days? Right in that um, sink, hotel did, sink. How do you, I don't even, this sounds, it sounds like something out of a, a Lifetime movie, because... I don't think anyone of 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 sane sound of mind can actually even fathom disappearing off the grid unless yeah. you live out in the in the Adirondacks disappearing off the grid for 5 weeks that nobody you know yeah. um has any contact somebody know somebody knows yeah. where the bodies are buried they might they might not say it but you can't I I know there's no way Six foot four, big afro Dean Edwards can just disappear and nobody's going to, no one's going to notice that, that I'm going or that I'm in Cabo or St. Martin, you know, (laughs) there's got, there's evidence somewhere. And, and yeah, she has to, she has to, she has to escape because if he does this now and they're only in three years, they've only been married for three years. Exactly. Right. Like normally, oh, yeah. isn't you it want, the like, seven years? Thirty age? years of this, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is this is he's testing her, and it reminds me of Eddie Murphy, um, 
when in, in his special role or where where he says, um, I did you, you didn't see you didn't see, uh, it, it wasn't me. That's what it was. It wasn't me. That wasn't me. You know, that's what he's essentially doing. It wasn't me. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I just me. I wasn't even going for five weeks. You tripping? Right, right. Girl, I mean, I, 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 I'm also with you. I have so many questions about the um. Like, did he have a job? And then did his job, right. like, did he lose his job? Right. Like, there's so many weird things about, like, disappearing. Like, um, th- that, yeah, unless you're, like, in the woods and then you live off the land, even that's a job because then a bunch of things don't end up happening because right. the land isn't being tilled or whatever. So, like, it do- it doesn't make sense. And then, and then what Prudence had to say of Dear Prudence, um, Unless he can introduce you to the C- his CIA case officer who explains you can't be privy to the details of his mission, you have a huge problem. Yeah. And absolutely, I mean, I and I was trying to think for myself, like, what amount of of shit would I tolerate? Um, and I think I would tolerate maybe like a day. A day. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. day. You have One a day. day I can yeah. understand someone being like, oh, God, just like the rigors of life and the emails and the constant questions and the news. And I just want to like, I just want to like go to a park and sit there for a day. Like I can picture that. Right. Um, but and then and being like, oh, I totally get it, honey. Like, could you like just let me know, though? We'll schedule those days in or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you just right. need escape days, you know, Um but it doesn't yeah this is pretty bad yeah. and i think it's probably grounds for divorce oh yeah, yeah. i mean cuz also 5 weeks like that's not just like a weekend of debauchery in cancun yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's 5 like, weeks like you had to find a pl- like you moved in somewhere for over a month right. you know 5 right. weeks is like i started a new family exactly right. oh you majorly I mean? yeah yeah right. i have a secret family now because sharon is pregnant right yeah. um yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can five weeks. Okay. Let us move on to another get this. So there's this bride, and um, she posted about all the stuff she had to eat at her wedding. Uh, It was the least fun list of wedding foods I've ever seen. Uh, Before the wedding started, she had smoothies and a bite, um, and a few bites of a green and a grain bowl or something, which is fine because you don't want to be bloated going into your wedding. Mm -hmm. But at the actual wedding, guests were treated to, and I'll just go down this list. During the cocktail hour, there were oysters and plantain avocado bites. Okay, that sounds fine. Dinner included a chopped salad and gluten-free bread. An intermezzo of ice and lemon was served before the salmon and veggie entree course. They also placed, now here's a fun one. They also placed, the brand is called Array or something, bloat pills on the tables to take before the gluten, dairy, and sugar-free chocolate cake. And there was a sweets table filled with unreal chocolates, which are low sugar and allergen-free, and smart sweets, which are also low sugar candies. And then later in the evening, this was the, the only part that sounded kind of right to me. Uh, guests were welcome to a taco bar before heading home. I don't know, Selena, it's you're you're in the business of mocking weddings. Um, I want you I want to hear your thoughts on this bride and what she force fed her guests yeah well uh, i know i mean uh, wedding stuff there's so much wedding content out there and especially they're like what i ate in a day as a bride like i mean but it also it reminded me of do you remember years ago there was that woman who was like uh you know i have five kids and i'm like in great shape what's your excuse like this just felt like this is you're tr- you know like this is just trolling this is trolling everyone you know like here's what i ate in a day what's your excuse you know like i mean 
admittedly, though, I will say, like, you know, uh, yeah, I know I'm totally going like against what I just said, but like, you can't, you know, eat what works for you. Like, right. yeah, you totally, you don't want to be bloated on your wedding day. If you find that like you really fuel up and you feel good and you have good energy from eating like grains and vegetables, then like, yeah, let, you know, go for it. But yeah, the wedding itself sounds like for the guests, like not a whole lot there. And how much money did they drop to get like sugar-free right. chocolate? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, I dropped $200 and like $600 to get here. Could I get just a, sl- a slice of hulking chocolate cake or carrot cake, ideally? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, this just feels like that thing kind of like just being incendiary to get engagement, you know, like, ugh, I don't the know. The fact that you're putting <laughs> carrot cake and chocolate cake on the same level requires its own podcast episode, but we'll get to that at another time. No, are you but, a carrot um, cake hater? Do you, or do you not like carrot I'm cake? I'm not a hater, but I'm just wildly indifferent to it. Oh, you I'm know not. What? You, you have to, there, that, to, to, to go off for a second. My mother used to make a carrot cake. Number one, I didn't know carrot cake was supposed to have the cream cheese frosting until yeah. I became an adult. My 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 mother used to make, and I just was talking about it because she lost the recipe. She used to make this carrot cake. It was oh man, it was, it was so good. It was because it was it was so moist. It was it, it was brown sugar. But Dean, it was, are you choosing carrot cake over chocolate cake in any given situation? You know what. Yes, my, oh, that's that's how. Oh my god! That's how victory! Good. Victory! Listen, this podcast has been infiltrated, and I don't even know. I don't even know what oh to my do. God. Not all carrot cakes, but my mother's. I'm telling you, man. I I remember friends of mine were like, "I ain't no carrot," and then they came over, and I was like, "Yo, chase this," and they were like, "Yo," and and like watching them just this just me overtaking like. Dude, I, I don't I don't I don't know how this happened. But they were like, yo, this this cake is banging. My yeah. mother's character. I'm I'm still angry with my mother that she lost and forgot. I'm like, you made it all those years. It's not embedded. You're supposed <laughs> yeah, to pass she this down my to memory. Me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. It was it was okay, so good. Okay, but now again, I'm just so disappointed in both of you. But that's it. <laughs> Dean, uh, what do you think of this wedding? <laughs> Yeah, look, if if you don't want to spend money on the wedding, just put that in the invitation. <laughs> bring, you know, br- bring your own, well, like a BYOF, B- bring your own food. Yeah. Wedding is more exciting and, and more irreverent than you subjecting me. Nobody likes weddings, okay? No, <laughs> nobody likes them except for the princess because she's the bride and she gets her princess day. But if you're gonna do it, like my my wedding, I'm very proud because I had enough. I had at least fifteen to twenty comics, comics who are the most cynical people on the planet. And to this day, Ian Edwards and and the rest, Will Sylvance, Artie Fuqua, rest in peace, Patrice O'Neill, Keith Robinson, all these cats to this day. When when you talk about weddings, they're like they they pause and they're like, yo, but Dean's wedding was was fire because we made sure <laughs> we made sure it was fun. But more than that. We had we made sure the food was incredible because I know how many weddings I've gone to where you're sitting. You know, the fact that you got to wait, you're, you've been hungry all day and now you got to wait for someone to bring you food. So you're just sitting there oh, and your stomach is growling, watching people at the table adjacent to you get food. And you're waiting for a half cooked piece of salmon that's bland and has no flavor to it. We made sure we we spent money. I was I was also on Saturday Night Live at the time, so money was not an issue. And and to this day, I don't know how much it cost the wedding. I I threw a number out at my wife recently, and she started laughing. She was like, "Oh, that's cute," you know. So I know <laughs> I, 
I know we spent good money on the wedding because it was because Lauren Michaels essentially paid for it. And but I my main concern, I said, you know what? I just want to make sure the food is incredible. And we had um everyone thought that our our uh uh was the cocktail hour was dinner because the oh, cocktail yeah. hour was so incredible. Was and had so much, yes. Had I so love much that. Food. I love yeah. that. I also I went to a, a wedding. It was my cousin's wedding, and he really loves dessert. Mm. So they had all this. You know, they had a bunch of like really great catered, like Iranian whatever food. It was yeah. awesome. But then the other thing is they had like triple the amount of your average dessert because they're such dessert people. So I had this insane, they had like the cake and blah, 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 but they also had like an insane number of additional desserts. And I Mm. was in heaven, right? Like this was the best. And I love that because here's my thing. I actually think, yeah, like if you're going to a wedding, I'm not gonna be on the fucking paleo diet at your wedding like right. i'm he- here let's all do this to, let's just all have a good time i'm eating you know um and so part of it is i think for the uh, the guests are like i don't care if i'm bloated by the end of this shit like that's fine <laughs> you know what i mean right. i actually even get disappointed when i go to a dinner party and there isn't like a treat like yeah. you know what i mean like like i love you know i'm very grateful to all my friends who make healthy dinners or whatever but throw in a treat. Right, like, throw right. in fun. I would be so sad if this if I was at this wedding and I was like eating my fucking chopped salad and my intermezzo of ice ice and lemon. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> oh you, you, sh- you shouldn't you shouldn't project your whatever your limitations. One of my good friends um is has uh celiacs and so he's everything is gluten free. But his wedding wasn't gluten free. Yeah. And he right. knew you know, he knew he was like, nah, you know, they 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 get to eat, they get to enjoy life. So why should I subject them <laughs> <laughs> to this this bland uh you know sand flavored food? Uh I know people are listening right now, oh, but I have celiacs. But you yeah. know, you you know your pizza tastes like sand, you know. <laughs> There's better. It's yeah. It's we've all had better. Yeah. Um. All right, folks. I'm I'm so curious about your thoughts. Hit me up, uh, Faith the Nation uh, podcast at gmail.com or on all the social medias or wherever. All right, folks. That is the end of the show. And before I hear from you on where listeners can find you, I just want to thank listeners. Um, for the Apple reviews they've been leaving. Oh, my God. Yes. You guys, Mama D15 gave us five stars, wrote, li- like, listening to friends. They wrote, I've been listening for a few years, and FTN has become one of my top three fave podcasts. I love the laughing and learning from each episode and look forward to its release every week. Nagin was such a comfort during lockdown, and hearing her baby in the background was so identifiable as a parent trying to work from home with kiddos. Each episode feels like I'm listening to a friend. I could I can't, I couldn't do without. Thanks for all the work you do, FTM team. Oh my God, thank you so much. What lovely reviews have been coming in. I'm so I'm so moved on a personal level, um, but here's the other thing that reviews do. Um, they help people find the show. So it just mm. kind of helps with our personal bottom line here at Fake the Nation. So don't forget to leave a review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to shows. Um, it really helps the show. But what I would really love is for the people out there to be able to find the wonderful work that, the two of you do Dean Edwards where do they do that um you can you can follow me on social media at i a m dean edwards uh like instagram is my main one and everything gets sort of funneled out to that um you can you can check out my special on Netflix right now Tiffany Haddish presents they ready season 2 episode episode 6 and right now um i believe we have seven more shows um 
race the movie the play which is a spoof of uh of white savior um oscar bait race movies from green book to drive him as daisy to awesome. uh uh django and the help um you know we're spoofing all of these stories in in this amazing award-winning play race the movie the play playing at soho playhouse right now until the end of uh end of May 27th. And we just got extended. They just uh, told us that they want to extend us. So we might extend for a week, but we've been selling out. If if you love, uh, if you love to laugh and also maybe learn and, and have conversations that, that you might not have otherwise, um, please come out and check out race, the movie, the play. Um, so I've heard so many amazing things about this show, uh, and and it ha- literally has won awards. You should go see the show. I know a lot of listeners live in New York City, so do not miss this opportunity. But for the rest of you out there in America, check out his special. Yeah. Um, Selena, where do people find you? Yes, on all my socials are just my full name, S-E-L-E-N-A-C-O-P-P-O-C-K. Um, I do, I'm dropping episodes every two weeks or so of Two Wick Minimum, my podcast about candles. It's just hot light candle conversation. It's very silly. It's very soothing. Two Wick Minimum, T-W-O, Wick Minimum. Um, and then, yep, and then NYT Vows, uh, which is Twitter and Instagram, where I mock wedding culture and wedding stuff. Um, yeah, so that's everything. And Dean, I'm so excited. I'm planning on, I'm hoping to go to your show on Saturday night because I've heard oh, such great awesome. things about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I, I appreciate that, Zelina. We got, it, the show, it's, it's, a, it's, um, it's really a word of mouth piece that, mm-hmm. that comics, it's, it's been the, the response response we've been getting from audiences but specifically comics that have been coming out saying yo this is this yeah. is so good man so i'm i'm very proud because i'm also a producer i'm not only a star but i'm or one of the stars but i'm also one of the producers on the oh, on nice. the uh place so it's uh it's yeah I'm, I'm super excited and i look forward to uh you coming out and, and again yeah. i hope you get a chance to come out and and enjoy it as well Oh, my God. Absolutely. Folks, two-week minimum, the podcast, a light discussion of candles. Um, Everything Selena does is so delightful and funny. Um, And again, uh, Dean's Play at the Soho Playhouse. You know what? Let's take a quick break. And when we are back, we'll continue. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. I have used Rocket Money. And you guys, honestly, I had no idea how many things I was subscribing to that I didn't want to be subscribing to. I think we all go into, we enter into subscriptions with a Pollyanna view that we're going to use as a subscription, even though it's a super obscure, you know, education app from Albania that uh, teaches Russian math or whatever. And then you're like, I'm never going to use this. Why did I get it? I should remember to cancel it. And then you don't. And I know you guys are like me and I know you've done this to yourselves. And guess what? 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. So we're all in this bucket. And I think paying for that stuff is so angering and Rocket Money is there to help. Because basically Rocket Money shows you, hey, look at this is what all the things you are subscribed to. But then here's the bigger thing. 
to unsubscribe. You don't have to go through the whole rigmarole. Rocket Money unsubscribes for you with a click of a button. It's so easy. The other thing Rocket Money did for me, which I was incredibly grateful for, was reduce the cost of one of my bills. It was my cable bill. Yes, I still have cable. Rocket Money has over 5 million users that have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the apps features. I mean, that tracks for me and for the number of things I was paying for that I'm frankly ashamed of. So thank you, Rocket Money, for like fixing the shame glaze on my life. Uh, so stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation, you guys. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And we are back. And for this next topic, we've got the wonderful Allison Raskin and the wonderful Corey Ryan Forster talking about making friends. Here it is. And next topic. Now, we uh, read a piece in The Atlantic called How to Make Friends According to Science by Ben Healy. And I am joined by comedian and host of the Put It On Airs podcast, Corey Ryan Forster. Hey, Corey. Hey, Nagain. How are you? Also joining us is the delightful um, podcaster from the podcast Just Between Us. It is the wonderful Allison Raskin. Hey, Allison. Hello. So first, I want to talk about the notion of capacity for human friendship and that that capacity is finite. It's something that this piece talked about. You might remember when Facebook originally decided that you could only have 5,000 friends. Um, that came from a study, that number. Another study has that number closer to 250, which is vastly different um do either of you have like a number of friends do either do, <laughs> you know did you guys count your friend but like do, do either of these numbers i mean like do you feel like you could legitimately have five thousand friends or what do you feel like a brain no. can handle no absolutely not and the thing is i don't have like a number that i could just rattle off like this is how many friends i can have at a, at a certain yeah. point but i will yeah. tell you this i will tell you this if i make a new friend now it really often does mean that somebody's got to go. You know what I mean? Like there's only there's only right. so much time in my life. I'm older. I spend most of the time with my kids. Like I've got my core group of friends who like, let's say, you know, I work a lot. I've got kids. I got a wife and I'm trying to be the, I'm trying to have it all. Liz Lemon in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which means like my core group of friends, I can only give them my very limited attention. Like I can, and it's not all the time. So if I find somebody, God forbid, by the way, if I find somebody that I'm like, oh my God, I want to be friends with this person. Well, Chris or Robbie is going to get less of me and eventually we're just not going to be friends. So like, you know what I mean? Like it's like a, it's like a friend. It's like, I've got a, like a cup of friends. And then if you put one in, somebody's going to spill out the top and they're, they're gone. I, I think a lot about friendship. I write about friendship. We talk about it on the podcast. I think it is so vital 
for our well-being to have strong friendships. But I also think that we have to be realistic about friendships. And I think a lot of times we're like, oh, every friendship should feel the same. It should be the same amount of intimacy, the same amount of FaceTime. But like, you know, kind of getting into like what Corey's saying, like we do have a limited amount of time and energy. And so being okay with the fact that like maybe we really only have two or three close, close friends who like when something big happens, they know we're really, you know, vulnerable, intimate with them. Then you kind of have a second tier friends who maybe you see like once a month and like you have so much fun with them, but you know, you're not talking to them every day. You have acquaintances, you have work colleagues, you have people you haven't necessarily talked to in years, but you keep up with them on social media. Like I think like allowing for different levels of friendship can make it feel like more um, doable because you can't give best level energy to 250 people. Yeah, it's like a football team, right? You know, you got a football team. You can only have so many quarterbacks on the depth chart, because, but you're going to have, but then you've got your receivers who it's like they're important, but they're just kind of out there. And every now and then I'll hit them up. You know what I mean? And then you've got the linemen who it's like, okay, these are the people from high school that like, yeah, we don't talk that much, but every time we do, it's like we were back in high school together. And I see them once every six months. We say we're going to get back together. We never do. And both of us know, hey, I don't really fucking want to. <laughs> By the way, so in this piece, I, I read something that I thought was, like, wild. I didn't know this, but Franklin Delano Roosevelt, um, he was, I guess. Is that what FDR stands for? <laughs> <laughs> did you think it stood for um, the highway around Manhattan? I sure um, did. So, the, uh, so FDR was, I guess, particularly social, and he had suggested or that, I guess, or studies were done, I don't know, that he had 22,500 acquaintances, mm-hmm. which I seems insane to me unless he was one of those people that had, like, photographic memory or whatever, you know? I don't know. Like, that seems like a crazy number. They did a study using um, the exchange of Christmas cards as a proxy for closeness, and they put the average person's friend group at about 121 people, which to me seems right because you sort of go to these weddings that are like two to 300 people, and that's sort of, you know, you get a plus one, blah, blah. Like, that kind of makes sense to me. Now, in this piece, they talk about, first of all, there's like a crisis in loneliness, there's a crisis in 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 people like having fewer and fewer friends. Uh, the average American trusts only ten to twenty people. Uh, from 1985 <laughs> to 2004, the number of close confidants have shrunk from three to two. You know, mm. so the the inner circles have gotten much smaller. Um, and and I mean, does that do those numbers sound right to you? The average American trusts between ten to twenty people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, you know, it depends on what level of trust we mean. Like trust as in if I call you, you're going to meet me at the restaurant or trust you with like my pin number. These are two separate levels of trust. You know what I mean? But like, you know, we're, we're comedians. We work in the entertainment business. Like the number 2000 is like, dude, that, that totally applies because like I know that many comedians and yeah. we're all friendly. We all share yeah. the same thing. Also, every sound guy, every uh, stage tech that I've right. ever worked at the theater, I like, I, hell, I actually change with numbers like we're not great friends but like the acquaintances part i get but like as far as like actually trusting like with my life would i let this person hold like take care of my baby for a weekend i mean 
10 to 12 is, you know, that's for most people. It's a you lot. Know, for yeah, most yeah, people. yeah, yeah. And I and I would say, I mean, it's also like a modern life thing. I feel like if I lived a, like just a simpler life, that number might be larger. You know, I would have just more capacity for that number to be larger. Um, I also think that an interesting thing happens when you become a parent and you have to start feeling it. And when your kid goes to school, you have to start doing a lot of like emergency contact stuff. Like if the if the parents aren't around to pick up the kid from um, preschool or whatever, who's going to do that? And then you start really thinking, oh, fuck. Who's going to do that, right? Mm. Like, my parents don't live here. I don't have any family that lives here. So, like, that was really, like, me sitting down and being like, which of our friends? And I could try – and, you know, and, I, and it was actually a happy exercise for me because I learned that, like, oh, I would trust so many of my friends to pick my kid up from school if something goes wrong, you know? Yeah, I think it – you have to, like, think about closeness with friends and, like, give mm-hmm. energy and time to it because I think – like we're talking about life gets busy, you don't prioritize it. But like really like taking the time to be like, okay, who do I care about? Like who do I want to invest in? Who am I going to put on my emergency contact? And then like letting them know that you feel that way about them, I think actually goes a long way because then they're like, oh, well then I can put you on my emergency contact. And like, right. you know, like really being able to say like, I value our friendship. It's it feels silly, but it allows people to then. And it's not it's yeah, it's not silly though because right. it, it like you it allows people to f- feel valued mm-hmm. and to feel like they can rely on you and that they're you know like I'm always like well I I they're one of my best friends but am I one of their best friends you know and like yeah 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 totally having those conversations is important. Social media has ruined it all. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like you and I say that because used to the only interactions you had with people were face to face and everyone is nice face to face you're not your true self so there'd be a bunch of people that you're like oh man Gary's a good guy I'll meet someone now they seem like a great person I start following or something and then I'm like holy fuck this person's insane so like we just see so much of everybody all these people we used to trust 2016 came around and we're like wow friend group just got a lot smaller and if we didn't have social media we would still trust all these people because our only interactions with them would be at a restaurant where they were just like, oh, you look pretty today and walked right. off. <laughs> right. Um, no, but it, it was um, it was a particularly happy experience for me to tell my the emergency people that they were my emergency, my kids emergency contact. Um, and they were like, absolutely, of course. Yes. And they were so like they like took the responsibility with such glee. Like, you know what I mean? And, I, and it felt it was like mm-hmm. a really good moment in our friendship. Now. Part of the point of this article is to tell people who don't have enough of these meaningful relationships how to develop more. And they gave three prescriptions on how to do that. The first was don't discount acquaintances, that even interacting with people with whom one is a weak social tie is meaningful and influences well-being. So um, I think that's uh, that that's something that comes up a lot is like the idea that like you're, you're talking about the weather or something, right? And... That, that that's dumb but it I but it turns out like it's just it's not dumb for your well-being um 
Do you guys ever sort of like dis- discount? Well, you mentioned it, Corey. You have the numbers of hundreds of cinematographers in your phone that, you, yeah, that well, you're not hanging out with, right? Yeah, no, I think those like little moments are great. Like I had another experience this weekend. I was at the Charleston Music Hall with Leslie Jones and I knew everybody that worked there because I'd played there on my own tour. And like, yeah, we're not sitting there planning vacations together, but we acknowledge yeah. that we were glad to see each other. You know, it's nice in this life that even though we're always only passing through, we can count on a familiar your face you know you smile you shake hands you say hey i hope everybody's good and like i think those type of relationships are you know very meaningful and i I, it is nice to when someone who doesn't see me a lot goes i'm so glad you're here and i'm like i'm glad you're still working here and we both meant that you know what i mean yes absolutely and now the article points out and allison i wonder what you think about this that um that if you want to kind of next level those acquaintances you have to put in the time so that's like the second thing so first is don't discount all of your casual acquaintances. But the next is, to next level some of these relationships, put in the time. And a recent study out of the University of Kansas found that it takes about 50 hours of socializing to go from acquaintance to casual friend, an additional 40 hours to become a quote-unquote real friend, and a total of 200 hours to become a close friend. What do you think of those numbers? You could get a lot of that done in four hours on the golf course. You could really like pressure cooker because that's happened to me where like there was someone who I was like, oh, yeah, we're kind of buddies. And then like he got put in my foursome and I was like, this fucking guy like this. I like he's my new ride or die. You know what I mean? Right, so like there right, are like right. pressure cooker situations, I think. Yeah, I think it's also like what are you do doing those hours, right? Because there are going to be people who maybe are part of like a group of friends, like a significant other of someone you know, where you're like, oh, I've logged a lot of hours with this person person, but I don't actually know anything about them. And so I think that like if those hours are spent like one on one, like me telling you like the most traumatic things that have ever happened to me or you (laughs) sharing all of your health problems or us deep diving into our family system, it's like, you know, I think intimacy can be built faster. So I don't think like these hard and fast rules about like hours logged necessarily have to be followed. But I do think there is really something to like we don't need to expect to get to like good friendship right away. Like we do have to kind of like put in that FaceTime. And even for people that you like hit it off with, like there is an element of like time spent, experiences shared, like yeah, um, and making and making the time and energy for that. Um, I I kind of made a bunch of new friends, but it, we it was because we sort of had this like it was like six or eight of us, and we were in a like a a very intense Martin Luther King weekend scenario together and like traveling together. And those things that kind of have that like summer camp feeling where you're like, I'm in a space (laughs) with the same people for like four solid days. Like those things are so great. They're so memorable. And then immediately everyone sort of lets down their guard and like shares so much about themselves and their like ultimate truth Um, in such a short time. It's like that was, uh, you know, I, 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 I discovered that like I, I think these six people are like the coolest mm-hmm. people ever and they became my friends that weekend, you know. Now, the final um, prescription that this article lays out is reviving dormant friendships because when you reconnect with an old friend, it the, the the you can recapture the trust that you had previously built really quickly and then that dash of novelty about like where you've been in the meantime sort of like makes that happen and interestingly you know i had a friend we were very close and we didn't t- we didn't speak for a few years he's um he was dealing 
with some um, drug addiction, and so he Ooh. wasn't good about uh, <laughs> retaining, you know, maintaining friendships for a good while there. And then it, it, he recently came back into the fold, and and it is true, like like you sort of do quickly revive that trust. Um, I think don't discount friends that you've lost touch with. Like don't like if you feel something still there like reach out oh i mean i 100 percent agree there's people that that's that's happened to me recently and like you cannot discredit the value of someone knowing full well exactly where you came from mm -hmm. you know what i mean and like your foundation uh you don't have like meeting new friends you got to get the origin story out of the way you never yes. know if that person you never know if that person's being completely truthful because like you weren't there they could be saying anything but like those old friends that you like they were there they went to the same small school that you know that you had to deal with this same thing like there's just so much more fertile ground for that and and uh, I'm I'm happy that I've rekindled a lot of those friendships that were honestly my fault. And yeah, and being okay with that, it's not going to look exactly the same, right? Like if you rekindle with a mm -hmm. college friend who you used to eat three meals with a day and spend all of your time yeah, with, and yeah, you know they yeah. were like kind of your life partner at that time in your life, and now you're like, oh, I see you maybe every couple weeks for dinner. <laughs> like that, it, <laughs> it'll feel weird. It'll be like, oh, but it's not the same. And it's like, well, it's not meant to be the same. You guys are at different life Evolving. stages and it's okay and there's still so much value in what it is now ew you're telling us to accept change i know i'm sorry <laughs> well so many but so many friendships end for the reason of someone moved on to the next life stage and the other person didn't it's not that you don't like each other it's just that like hey the thing that we maybe we should have had some hobbies together that were more healthy so that we don't you know what i mean like like i'm moving i've got a wife i've got a kid dude i still love you but like yeah we're not going out and pounding o bombs and smoking hash in an alley <laughs> like I, you know what i mean um, all right, folks, uh, let me know. Did these prescriptions sound right to you? Are you trying to revive a dormant friend or next level an acquaintance? Hit me up on all the social medias that we should avoid if we want to build true friendships. <laughs> all right. That, folks, is the end of the show. Now, I'm, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but the two of you have formed just this perfect, um, just gorgeous flower of a panel together. And I would love for the people of Fake the Nation to be able to follow all of the wonderful works that you do because I think you're so incredible. Corey, where do they do that? Um, it's at Corey R. Forrester on all social platforms. And I would to plug one more thing. I, I'm a lot more active on my sub stack, uh, which Ooh. you can find by going to parttimefunnyman.com. I do, uh, I write essays, I write poetry, I do bonus podcasts, I do audio dramas, all of it decent. So please join me over there. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's for a second. It sounded like a, a an erudite only fans page. No, um, it, it kind of is. <laughs> um, Allison, where do they find you? Where's your erudite only fans page? <laughs> also on Substack. Um, <laughs> you can find uh, my Substack is called Emotional Support Lady, and it's all kind of mental health focused, but. That includes every part of our lives because our mental health is everything. Um, and it's essays, some fiction, also have some podcasts on there. And then you could listen to my weekly show just between us every Wednesday for the main show. And then we've also started doing a really fun Monday 
deep dive into Reddit show, um, which people can check out too. Oh, check out that podcast. It's so wonderful. Check out both of these people. They're so incredible. And that is the end of the show, folks. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday. I hope you get to enjoy it. I hope you get to relax in it. I hope you get to eat a bunch of hot dogs. And I want to thank everyone who makes this show a a possibility. That's our wonderful producer, Andrew McGuire. Thanks to everyone at HeadGum for making the show a possibility. Thank you to Gabby Alter for our wonderful theme music. If you enjoy this show, don't forget to listen to the Bear Recap Pod that's happening all month long. The Bear Recap Pod drops every Tuesday. And uh, don't forget to support the show at patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. Thanks so much to everyone who has been supporting the show at patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. If you have any questions, any thoughts, um, you can email us at fakethenationpodcast at gmail.com and otherwise we will be back in your earballs next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>